Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 247 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? That's actually quite bad because I, I had to remember my own name. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Daryl. <laughs> and anyone who's listening will have noticed there was a slight pause after I said I'm your host because I was like, <laughs> what do I say next? Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to say my own name. <laughs> Um, Matt Matt. will tell you how tired we feel right now. Yeah, we're very tired. We're absolutely exhausted. It's been a manic, manic week that has Mm. been full of um, jubilation and dread Yeah, (laughs) at the same time. Yeah, it's been a week. And um, I mean, we're basically going to be talking about that throughout the entirety of the show, basically what's happened this week, uh, why it was such a crazy whirlwind, what happened why there was loads of dread, doom, stress, <laughs> um, and yeah, just 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 to talk you through how crazy it was that we got to interview Hironobu Sakaguchi. Mm. Just saying that feels weird. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, I just, I just, like, I can believe it, I can't believe it, and like, it's just done. Like it's gone. Like that moment is just now solidified in our interview yeah. forever. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. As I it, said at the beginning of the the actual video that we put on the YouTube channel, where you can listen to the interview if you want to. Um, even though things didn't go entirely as we had planned, mm-hmm. at least you and I still have that memory of of the conversation and and the fun we had. Yeah, yeah, because it was a lot of fun. I mean. We just goofed off a lot with him, um, as well as like talking about Fantasia and and um, like sort of how how it was to work with everybody again. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a great time. But yeah, so we're going to talk about that in detail throughout mm-hmm. this uh, to give you guys, I guess, an insight into what what goes on for us how we feel about stuff and and kind of how manic everything has been over the past week uh and hopefully you guys enjoy our more candid take on uh, what it was like to interview uh, sakaguchi but before we do we're going to do our shout outs uh for patreon supporters and we're going to kick things off with lewis james at lj composer zach duranto rachel Casterton at drunken Vieira, barry norton at nortron zero zelda clone at apes type novels Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Miles Ribbons. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Thurin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes 22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Ryzen. Sam Ennis. Chris Willis. Fayaz Bilal. Joshua Johnson at The Cancer Bus. Freya Stella. Lauren Luscombe. Marco Lilu. Timmy Turner's Babysitter. And Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Thank you all Thank so you guys. much. Okay, so Sakaguchi interview time. Yeah. So obviously uh, Sakaguchi has been doing media coverage for years and years and years, um, but he has recently started doing a bit more because of the release of Fantasian, which is the latest game from Mistwalker. This was announced a couple of years ago, I believe, um, as as it basically is, it's an Apple Arcade exclusive. So a couple of years ago, Apple did a trailer where they were talking about some of the big creators they were working on uh, for exclusive games for Apple Arcade, which is a subscription service, uh, kind of like Netflix for games, but on your iPhone. And Sakaguchi featured in it uh, with some of the, the dioramas, I think, at the time. 
as well, just kind of talking about what they were working on. But then it was silent for mm. for a long, long time until like a month or two ago. I think maybe they did some stuff in February this year. And uh, they were really pushing up to get people excited and uh, raise awareness about the fact that Fantasian was launching in April globally on on iOS devices exclusively uh, with the next part coming out later this year. And um, so, yeah, we actually, when that all started happening, uh, we saw that people were getting interviews. We actually reached out just on a whim. We thought, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Let's just give it a try. Let's see if we hear something back. And we heard nothing back. Mm-hmm. And so we were thinking, okay, fine. You know, we tried. It hasn't gone anywhere. But then we saw that um, the Night Sky Prince and Soldier First Class had actually managed to secure interviews with Sakaguchi. And, um, you know, Ryan, uh, Night Sky Prince, was like really kind of like, guys, just you've just got to try again. And he really pushed us to to give it another go. Yeah. And so we did. And we heard back. Yes. <laughs> and we were really surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, it was, yeah, it was amazing. And thank you so much, Ryan, for for pushing us to do it. We, we're really, um, we're really, like, sort of, we're really connected, all of us, like, Final Fantasy crea- content creators. Like, um, we're just really trying each to just, back. yeah, trying to just get each other up and um, and just make it more like a family type of thing. And um, I really, really appreciate our friendship with like um, Night Sky Prince, Soldier First Class. Um, Like, you know, it's, it's, it's been really fun. Um, And yeah. So when I, when we did hear back though, there was this moment of, oh my God, we actually have to do it now. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like Daryl and I don't do a lot of video interviews, although it's like going that way now. We we used to do obviously the voice act interviews a long time ago you know we had the the type zero voice actor interviews it was like five six years ago now yeah because you were pregnant with ali right yep so that was a that, and then we did uh some kind of interim interviews we interviewed john campling and leah mulvey around kingsglaive mm. and then we had interviewed ray chase i think the year after 15 came out i think it was around the royal edition when we did that mm. and so yeah that was like four years ago it was the last time we had done an interview yeah. with anyone. Yeah. Because it was just so stressful for us with try, trying to figure out when we can do it. Uh, like it has to be in a very specific time frame because the kids have to be asleep, really. Most of the people we'd be interviewing are not based in the same time zone as us. They're all based um, in um, PST primarily because that's where a lot of actors are based. Uh, West Coast, uh, America. Um, and obviously Sakaguchi's in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so yeah we just like we'd really fallen out of doing the interviews and we'd we'd had some chances to to interview some other people related to final fantasy since then but we just kind of it didn't feel right because they would need to be video interviews and we just didn't feel comfortable with that yeah just so far out of the realm of what we know like audio interviews fine we're kind of comfortable with that we we can kind of do those but now everything's going towards video it was just really something we weren't too sure about but you know sakaguchi like we just had to give it a try yeah and um so obviously the first step was trying to figure out okay can we actually do a video interview like how do you do how do you even do it like it's Mm. not just like a straightforward thing there's like obviously lots of things you have to consider and we thought we had got it all prepared and down like we did like test recordings and they all came out fine 
And so we were like, okay, let's do this. Um, come up with the questions, which was, I don't want to say it was difficult, mm-hmm. but we had to make sure there was a good balance because obviously the interview is about Fantasian. And I mean, naturally the, the temptation is to just ask a load of questions about Final Fantasy. Yeah. But it's not, it's not about that. Like, you know, it's, it is, we have to be respectful um, of, uh, the time that's being afforded to us mm-hmm. so we wanted to make sure that we would ask a lot of insightful fantasian questions uh questions that old final fantasy fans would really like to understand more about because like we we tried to ask questions that were about fantasian but were not necessarily restricted to fantasian it was more about processes mindsets um you know we asked about how the team reacted with the when Sakaguchi declared he was going to do dioramas, for example. Yeah. And in my mind, when I came up with that question, I was thinking, well, it, it's not too similar to when he um, basically came up with a job change system for Final Fantasy III. He, mm. The story was that he just went to bed, thought about it, came back in the morning and was like, guys, we're doing a job change system. And they were all like, what? How on earth do we do a job change system? Yeah. Like, what is this witchcraft wizardry? Yeah. And like, it seems like that happened quite a lot throughout his career. He would just get these sparks of inspiration and come back and tell the team like, guys, we're doing this now. Yeah. And then they'd all be like, what, what, (laughs) what are we doing now? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes him such a great, like sort of visionary. The fact that like he was always just sort of thinking of ways to change things and maybe make them better, but also just to just things to try out. And that's obviously what he also did with Fantasian. Like Fantasian's no different. He's added the dimension um, sort of mechanic where you can um, essentially like put off fighting uh, random encounters. Um, You could just send them to a dungeon if you didn't want to fight them right there and then. And then you could go back to that dungeon when you're a bit like more ready or whatever and um, or when you fill it up with too many monsters. And then you can just level up, like just keep going through all the encounters. That's such a smart idea. And then um, not only that, uh, the fact that he used real life dioramas in order to uh create the um sort of uh set pieces inside the game um which i (laughs) i just i just kept thinking of like how they used to do star wars where they used to like take a lot of pictures and videos of like the um the models sort of flying in and out i mean like thomas the tank engine and Mm. and things like that all those like really old things were all created using models like it's really it's really almost kind of blending the old time sort of cinema um things with video games and um like it looks incredible it looks gorgeous um but yeah i just i just really I just really love the fact that he is he is somebody who just who is just constantly trying to do things differently, always trying to push the bar. And, and I think that it really comes through that he's just excited to make games. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that mindset of not af- you're not afraid to try things out, experiment, take risks just because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are risk averse because of that, because like well, what happens if it doesn't work out? But if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. Mm. But if it does, then you end up with something really cool. Yeah. And, you know, as he explained in in the answer, you know, there were some really stressful times associated to their decision to do the dioramas. Yeah. But ultimately, 
the team found creative solutions to those problems and they end up with a product that they're really, really proud of. Yeah. Yeah. It just took that little bit of a, that little bit of a push. Yes. Um, but with that in mind as well, it just, um, it was just really interesting. Um, I think like, I, I guess it must be a cultural thing, but like the whole, um, Cause I, I feel like in Yoko Taro interviews as well, like, uh, the one where that we watched at the TGS where they were just like, the title of Nier is so lame. Um, I know it was obviously a joke, but like, they're really self deprecating. And like, he was yeah. like saying how he wasn't sure if it was going to sell because he wasn't sure that people were really interested in playing a traditional JRPG anymore. And like, I was instantly just thinking, like, no, they, like, like, People play JRPGs and are in love with like a traditional JRPG experience. And um, yeah, it's just, um, it was just, <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's such a weird experience when somebody who you admire and respect is self deprecating still. <laughs> like, bless his little heart. Yeah. And it was like, that's why it's quite hard to come up with the questions really, because like, you're talking to the person who created Final Fantasy and had a major role to play in the first like nine games or ten games, really. Mm. The the games that we resonate with so so much with, um, and also you know he was the main reason we got Tactics and like the Final Fantasy Eleven and like such a massive massive inspirational figure. And we were like, okay, so we we have a, a limited amount of time. We have a limited amount of questions we can ask. We have to make sure that these questions really count and mm. and are and are fun, exciting, interesting for people that are listening. Interesting, but I think the way that we approached it was we have to ask questions that we would be interested in learning the answers to. Mm. And uh, yeah, we did we did think about opening up to the community to ask questions, but I think because of the we had like a really limited amount of time, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that yeah we would ask questions that we were interested in learning the answers to. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of questions in there about like historical stuff. Um, I I asked. We ended up getting him talking about the the proposed chocobo fighting game. Yeah, that, oh, that was so funny. Like of all the games that have been like cancelled over the years, um, I was hoping that he would reveal some new ones that perhaps had not. Been been uh known about mm-hmm. but we um we got him talking about yeah this game called chocobo to battle which had been announced yeah but then got cancelled after they realized apparently that chocobos don't fight <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I yeah. mean, you have to listen to the interview to figure out why they came to that realization, but it is it is pretty hilarious. Yeah, oh, uh, it was just so great. And like, I think that was one of the things that that we really enjoyed about the interview is that we managed to engage him in conversation. And yeah, um, yeah initially he didn't really want to talk about the Chocobo fighting game, but we managed to 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 coax him into yep. into talking about it. And he shared, I think, was that what the point where he was like, "I'm probably going to get in trouble," or like, "People <laughs> are not going to like me saying this." But yeah, the reason why is because of X. Yeah, yeah. Like he was just like, I, I just think that we designed chocobos wrong. <laughs> it should have been a frog or something, something with arms. <laughs> oh, bless him. But um, there was also like uh um. Oh, what was the other bit? There's there's another bit that I really that I really really well. There was a whole thing where he was just like saying how he wants to do a Final Fantasy VII stream with us, and we we're just like, yeah, a hundred percent. I know he was like ninety nine percent tongue like, in cheek, yeah, like yeah, just completely not 
not gonna do it but like the thought the thought, the thought was is nice. there the he knows the, o- the offer's always there yeah the offer's always there if ever he wants to he but, i can mean come. like we're, we're talking about this casually now but i mean honestly before the interview we were even like the the like the day or two before mm-hmm. we were just bricking it we were yeah. so nervous about how it was all going to go like is he going to be okay with the questions we're asking? Yeah. Um, what kind of responses are we going to get? Because um, that is the thing as well, is that like you're meeting your hero and they always say about like, you know, be careful when you meet your heroes because they're not always what you, they're not always what you sort of dream they'll be like. Um, and I was, I was nervous about that because I just was like, I don't want him to be, I don't, I don't want it to be an interview where it, it's painful or where it feels like he's just not not interested yeah and and also like weirdly based on kind of what we've how long we've been covering it for and stuff like in a weird way i feel like we also wanted to make sure that he he kind of respected what we've done too Mm -hmm. like and i felt like there were some points where like even afterwards we were just like oh man we just we came across as like total noobs in like or like we didn't we didn't make it sound like we're very experienced mm. with stuff um with the way that we ask questions or the the way that we interacted mm-hmm. like it doesn't really matter i'm like, i'm i'm sure he's not going to be like well they haven't played that game yeah like they're not a real fan of my franchise yeah but i don't think he minds too much he's he's just like i mean it must be it must be kind of um a weird experience reliving reliving those types of things for people like him because you know it's something you've done in the past and like you it's just those projects that you've that you've done you know like it's it's kind of like when we when like we hear from people about like videos we did in the past and like we know we know like certain videos that we've done that have like really bad bits in it and they're just kind of like oh we really love that video and you want to like you're like really thankful and like humbled and um and appreciative but then at the same time you're just like i did that video completely wrong or that bit went wrong and yeah it's like this weird thing like thank you but i just really it's also like yeah because you've learned so much like i don't know if he like looks back at final fantasy one and thinks it's his best work Mm -hmm. like yeah like i feel like things have progressed so much so like yeah i mean at the end of the day like i I think it was just it was it was nice sort of speaking with him about things um i think also and i i just want to give you a bit of praise here lauren because i um i mean anyone who watches the streams i'm i'm a very introverted person mm-hmm i i'm okay like i mean i've I've interviewed lots of different uh game developers throughout the years but i've i've generally had quite a lot of comfort with them like i i used a a recorder i'm transcribing the interviews i can i can cut like i can i can mold it to make it look better for me i've got like there's that comfort of um you can edit things around um obviously i didn't ever edit anyone's answers but like mm. you, there's like if I, if I mess up asking a question, it doesn't matter. Mm. I can make it so that I ask the question correctly and like all, all those things, like you have those safety nets. And um, so like when um, with this, it's, it's completely like live. There's not really anything you can do about it. Like, And that's I yeah. think one of the reasons why I've always been quite not scared, but apprehensive about doing the video because you don't really have that 
safety net in the same way yeah. as you do with um, with just working with audio, which I'm really comfortable with now after many many years of doing like these shows and yeah, like all the all the interviews we used to do. Um, I mean, like I've I've interviewed so many like people on different franchises different loads of different video game developers and stuff and i've got like really really had really cool conversations with some of them mm. but like with with this it was i yeah i was really nervous i think like without lauren there it would have been quite dry in some instances mm. um and like lauren also doesn't give herself enough credit because like she with her with her podcasting and stuff like she's got so good at making people feel comfortable with talking and um getting people to open up and i think if you listen to the interview you'll definitely get that feeling of like i'm a little bit more clinical with mm. how i ask my questions uh whereas lauren is a bit more fun and friendly and <laughs> still has those important questions that she wanted to ask but manages to make it a bit more yeah a bit more friendly and, mm. and fun and, and happy and like you're you're bound to laugh at lauren's segments more than my segments Aww. but i think like as as it went on like the the confidence that you had and like how comfortable you felt then started to rub off to me and I felt yeah. a bit more I felt a bit more comfortable asking just random questions or just kind of interjecting a little bit and mm. to the point where we we went over our time yes but I, <laughs> I, yeah I just wanted to, to say thank you oh thank and, um, you for you that did, I think you did a really really good job with the interview oh thank you so it's much it's just a shame kind of how it turned out in the end I think you know what like after the after the interview had been uh, done like it's always that fear of dread you have mm. to make sure it's okay yeah um, and like as soon as it ended i i pressed the stop on the recording and it started it didn't stop like it, it started <laughs> recording something else and then i was checking the folder and i was like there's nothing here what is going on yeah did i not press the record I button know, or something you, like thought you had double clicked on the um on the recording on Streamlabs or somehow it, yeah like, like i just i just thought I'd, I, I hadn't recorded and uh, like that's the worst feeling in the world so i mean i tried to be quite stress-free at the moment because of my health conditions but that mm. was a, a definite like moment of dread like yeah. all my symptoms started flaring up and then about sort of 10, 15 seconds later, the file was there. And mm. so we were like, okay, it's fine. Everything's fine. Take a breath. Calm ourselves down. Yeah. And then I was checking the um, the video to make sure that the audio had come in correctly. Um, everything had come through as I'd planned. It had. Mm. But in doing that, I noticed that the video itself had not rendered properly. Mm -hmm. like the first couple of minutes were fine like really good frame rate but as it went through for whatever reason the frame rate it just died like yeah. it basically was just a still image that was changing like every 10 seconds and i don't know why that happened like my my pc is not bad <laughs> like yeah it's, it's really like we've got we bought we have a really high high quality laptop because of everything that we do with it and um i just i like it was one of those feelings we were think Lauren's thinking okay maybe it's just taking some time for the 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 uh, premiere to uh, premiere to catch up yeah like there's like a codec yeah, issue like or something yeah codec issue or something and then like we were checking the source file and like no this is nah, this, this is, is how it like. is yeah and then but like, thank goodness the voice was still there yeah like i i managed to export the voice get that out of there and then the file just like kaput it like it mm. just there there was no point like it just so we ended up um yeah, kind of like I, I'd put Ali to sleep. We were mm. supposed to put the video out on Friday. Uh, I'd put Ali to sleep. I came in and Lauren was basically just in tears, just like the video's gone. 
Yeah. Everything's gone. We spent like an hour trying to recover it and try yeah. to get it back. Uh, at least like to have the the poor quality video or something. Yeah, it was like better than nothing, but it, but it just, was just went. It was just gone. Oh, um, it was devastating. And, and for some reason, like, I don't know what it is. Like when anyone who's listening probably has the same thing. You Like it's like those things where you freak out about small things. Like um, Laura and I have our little back and forths about yeah. things of like, oh, you didn't do this or like you didn't put the glass in the sink or whatever. Yeah. But like in those big moments where something really bad goes wrong, there's no point like it's just yeah. like so all we could do is just try and just think okay so let's just try and make the best of this yeah even even though we don't have the video we still have thank goodness i'm a yeah. social media like uh, i want yeah we so we still yeah. have, lauren had taken like some screen caps to do promotion of the interview thank god so we had those that we could use in the actual video um mm. that we were rendering and then I'd already like kind of done all the work on the audio to make the audio sound nicer. So we had the audio and we had one picture of the interview that yeah. Lauren had used for promotional purposes. And then we just tried to make that as interactive as we could. Um, and yeah, like it's, it hasn't turned out the way that we wanted it to turn out by any stretch of the imagination. But I think ultimately we just have to look back at the fact that we managed to speak to Sakaguchi Mm -hmm. which is a dream for, I think, so many of you who are listening to the show and people that aren't listening to the show, people that have been enriched by like those earlier like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Final Fantasy games, but also the NES and the SNES games as well. Like He's a hero for many people mm. because of those experiences that he managed to create, along with the rest of his team, I should say, as well. But he was very much the visionary who was the driving force behind a lot of the stuff that um we all have known and love and grew up with and just getting the chance to speak to him was just such a such a weird but also like a really humbling experience like and like so many people have been saying like you know that we've made it because we've got the chance to speak to him mm. i mean it, i don't feel as though it feels that way because yeah. it's still hard to think that it did actually happen you know yeah yeah and like I don't know, it's it's just like weird. It's like one of those things where like we've checked it off the list now, and like it's it's it was like you know such an amazing thing. But now I'm thinking like you know I would have been so cool to ask him all these other questions. I know. Like, you know, we could have carried on talking for like hours. Yeah, like we we unfortunately yeah because like, it's obviously part of the like the promotion they're trying to do for Fantasia. It was very like you have time slots. You've only got like so and, much. Yeah, exactly. And it would have been nice to just carry on chatting because we were just having fun. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, we probably wouldn't have had it. It would have probably just lost it all. I know. But like, I, know. I think that's like my, what's, what's kind of bugging me. Like, I just kind of want to, I, I know we can't, but I kind of want to just do it again so that yeah. we could do it. Like just try and figure it out. Just do it properly. Because I know. like, even though we have this great memory of doing it and, and like we can remember the conversation, how much fun we had and, and kind of seeing him reacting to, to what we were saying. Cause he, I feel like he kind of understood yeah. a lot of what we were saying in English. Yeah. Cause you could see him like, um reacting to some of the things we were saying and um he'd like have some like interim responses um based on what we were saying but like yeah just we weren't able to share it with everyone else in the way that we wanted which was which is just a real shame mm. but but think of the positives yes think of the positives we we managed to speak to sakaguchi um and yeah we may never get that chance again mm. And it, we're so happy that we managed to get it because we don't know what's going to happen, right? He's he's kind of spoken about the fact that 
once Fantasian is done at the end of the year, he he may well retire. I mean, mm. I don't know if that means like shutting Mr. Walker down mm-hmm. and just kind of riding off into the sunset or um, or if he's going to hand it over to someone else. Because uh, we asked him like the last question was about whether or not he still has that itch to do like a big AAA RPG mm-hmm. uh, on like a home console. And he just said like to him, that's what Fantasian was. Like he yeah. he laid it all out. It's a, it's a, everything that they wanted it to be. Yeah. And if that's the last game he makes, he's... Fine. he's happy he's happy yeah. with it. he's content so yeah that was our that was our experience yep. speaking to sakaguchi yeah oh actually one more thing mm. um that because we'd actually spoken this about this on the podcast so we I, I, feel, I feel it's apt to talk with you guys about it that we had spoken about the um the legacy of the brand mm-hmm. the franchise um and how um kitaze was kind of meant to be that person mm. who took over from sakaguchi and it hasn't necessarily panned out that way, I don't think, uh, mm. in the way that everyone probably wanted, just because of bureaucracy and all this stuff happening internal, all the politics at Square Enix that weren't there when it was Square. But Sakaguchi, just, he spoke about the relationship that he has with Kitaze. And I don't think it's ever really been spoken about before anywhere mm. else, that he he basically said that he told Square like his his he calls it was like his dying wish. Yeah. When he resigned from Square, he had basically one request that they gave the franchise to, to Kitaze. Final Fantasy was given to Kitaze to oversee and look after. And you know what? It's just been announced. What? He is now the brand manager of Final Fantasy. Oh really? Yep. It's literally just been announced today. There you go. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Yes, uh, Shinji Hashimoto. He's stepping down. Mm-hmm. Or I don't, I don't, I haven't read where he's going, but he, they've said that it's going to be it's Kitase's baby now. So look at that for fitting for timing. Yeah. So Boom. yeah, but it was it was really lovely. Twenty like, it's, years after, it's something that Daryl and I have always assumed was that like Kitase was really the one who is the one who is um sort of prepared to take over and to be the next sort of Sakaguchi visionary. And um, yeah, so now that is that is the case, but it's who's going to be the next one because they have to have the next one in line too. I mean, you'd like to think that if 16 goes well, it'd be Yoshida, but Yoshida is like the same age as Kitase. I know. <laughs> I so know. like there's no one, I mean, Hamaguchi is the only one who's happen. younger. Right, yeah. he's, he's kind of like he's looking after the seven remake now. He's taken over from the directorial role mm-hmm. uh, from the Mura because Namura is doing twenty billion things. I, I mean, know. like what I on know. earth? I, I mean, know. there's the rumor which we're not going to talk about now of that they're they're doing a Final Fantasy VII Netflix series, which yeah. Namura is rumored to be directing as well as the novel and the sixty games that he's yeah. working on. Yeah. Meanwhile, Yoshi P is just like I'm going to sing in the rock band. <laughs> It's just hilarious, but yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Final Fantasy sixteen. We might have a new, a new contender in the mix with. Um... But does that now mean that Katazi's looking after sixteen? Mm. Like he's overseeing sixteen. Might be. Yeah. Different business divisions. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess conflict we'll of interest. Mm. Anyway, so that's enough uh, rambling from us. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed our ups and downs that we've run through with the interview. 
And uh, next episode, we'll probably have lots to talk about because it's going to be the build-up to Integrade. We know there's been a load of stuff revealed about Integrade in the past couple of weeks, but we just thought that we would talk about Sakaguchi instead this time. So maybe we'll talk about that next time uh, because Integrade will be coming out two weeks after... No, less than two weeks after the next episode, I think, because Mm. the next episode is scheduled for the 1st of June Mm. and Integrade comes out on the 10th, I think, Mm. 10th of June. Um, So yeah. There'll be loads of stuff to talk about. Loads of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. The brand is going crazy. <laughs> Yay, Final Fantasy. But yeah, uh, until then, be sure to check out all our previous episodes on finalfantasyunion.com. And if you enjoy what we do, then feel free to support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. Mm-hmm. For now, though, it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a finalfantasyunion.com production. <laughs>